What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 34 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. Welcome back. Indeed. Hell of yeah. a week, huh? Big week. You got a point? You got a point in the predictions? Finally. Feeling good? Yeah. PlayStation Spartacus, it's real. It's not called that, but it is a thing. We're going to talk all about it. <laughs> yeah. No, not the point I should have got. I should have predicted that Knack was going to be announced, but unfortunately they decided not to do that this week, even though we had the the rumor that it was coming and the trademark filing. Who knows? By the time this goes out, Friday would have come around, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe Knack 3. Maybe Knack 3 is there. Yeah. Mark Cerny Steve, saying. let me ask you this. <laughs> if it's revealed, do you think that it's... Could we experience a year of Knack? Could that happen? I'd like to see that. And if that happens, will you yeah. do your Mark Sani impression for a whole episode? I'll tell you what, Steve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if there is a year of Knack, I will do a Mark Cerny episode. <laughs> it would be really... Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome. What's up, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast. This week, we'll be talking about... The incredible architecture of the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> he says it all while smiling as well. And yes. like, only on yes, PS5. The, incre- the incredible architecture of the PS5. <laughs> 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 Tell me I couldn't be like an NPR host with that voice. Oh, you absolutely could. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mark Cerny should I do like know. audiobooks. He should if if <laughs> if the like the the architecture, the development stuff, none of that. If if that fizzles if out, the story <laughs> developer uh, career thing doesn't work out for him. He's got a career in reading audiobooks. Yeah. Or what they should uh, do. It would need to be like the self help or like you know hypnotizing ones. It's just like you will, you will quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> you are a beautiful, strong, vivacious person. Uh, I love the idea of, like, so rather than, so do you remember, like, back in the 90s, 2000s, there was, like, a lot of, like, they would do the novelizations of movies, like, as books that you could buy? Yeah, like, the other way around, what usually would happen. Yeah, where it would be, like, okay, like, Pokemon, the first movie came out, there's, like, a novelization, and it's, like, a rough outline of the movie's plot with some pictures and stuff, you know? Very weird. Very weird thing. Um, I like the idea of PlayStation doing novelizations of their games, and Mark Cerny reads the audiobook, right? So he's like, <laughs> he's like, and then uh, Kratos and his son made it to the peak of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that would be genius. Just, I mean, he's not doing anything right now. PS6 is years out. Get him on that. He's working on NAC 3. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, that's in the bag by the sounds of it. I guess Knack 4 is going to come out. You know, he's probably already working on that yeah. one. He's already starting on the PS6 hardware and Knack 4, you know? That's, yeah. that's his cycle these days. He makes a console, he makes one Knack title, goes away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the Flip Screen Games Podcast. Welcome back to Weekly Video <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Game Podcast, <laughs> where Steve and I get together and we talk about video games. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk all about PlayStation's all-new PlayStation Plus in just a minute here. But before that, let me remind you that this episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of March. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobi, 
Mary Berry, Smokey Shake, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash flipscreengames. You are the realest of the real, and we appreciate your support of this fine program. If you want to go and show your support just like all those fine folks did, head over to our Patreon. We've got a bunch of perks and goodies for you that you can get at any one of the levels, including our Patreon-exclusive podcast, One More Thing, where we talk for at least you know an extra... 30 minutes to an hour about what's going on in our lives outside the world of video games. Uh, We talked all about Chewie's visit to Philadelphia uh, on this past episode, so that's going to be a good one. You can also get a bunch of other really cool perks, like uh, an archive of all of our Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash games every Wednesday and Thursday where they're streaming video games. And nowadays, we're getting a lot of extra ones in there as well. So if you're not able to keep up with our schedule live, go and grab that archive. And of course, uh, if you get us at the um, blue coin level or above, you'll be able to get early access to the podcast and get to listen to them before they drop for everybody else. So lots of good perks and goodies you can get over there. But if you don't have any money you can toss our way, that's no big deal. There are a bunch of free ways that you can support the show. Head over to flipscreen.games, which is our website, and find links to our Discord, our Twitch channel, our social media, all those places. Wherever you get content from us, please leave us a review. You know, give us a like, give us a share, all that good stuff. Let people know that we're out here making content that you appreciate and that you think that they would love to be a part of what we're building here at Flip Screen Games because we would love to have them. So let's jump in to this topic, Steve. We knew we knew about the the rumor of PlayStation Spartacus, right? That Sony was working on kind of a you know, a, a way to bundle together PS Plus and PS Now into a new multi-tiered service. We had a good idea of what those tiers would look like. Wait, Literally wait, everyone of nailed those, it. Like the Bloomberg article got yeah. it bang on. <laughs> Every one of those things was literally to a T exactly what was reported. So uh, not necessarily a major surprise here, but interesting to see the confirmation finally come through. We do know a few... Uh, new specific details about it. Of course, uh, the service will be coming in June, or at least it'll start rolling out in June. Uh, PlayStation has said that the plan is to roll it out uh, in several markets in Asia, followed by North America, Europe, and the rest of the world, um, wherever PlayStation Plus is offered. And they also said that they aim to have most of the PlayStation Network territories live within the new uh, game subscription service by the end of the first half of 2022. So even if you're in one of those markets that's going to get it a little bit later than June, the goal here is to have it all wrapped up by the end of the first half of the year. So you got to imagine between June, maybe as late as August is, I think, probably the timeline that we're looking at in terms of when you'll be able to get your hands on this. And then they've also said that they have plans to expand the cloud streaming benefits to additional markets because obviously that's only available in certain com- countries. Which right is now. weird because it's uh, they're only allowed that top tier, and we'll get to the tiers. But the top tier really adds streaming, and that's the the big incentive, right? And not exclusively. Yeah, but like the PS3 games are like a big draw, and you can only play those streaming wise for some reason, which is just weird. Sure. So let's let's talk about what the tiers are, and then we can we can get into kind of the nuance of this and how some of it is is a bit odd um because i i think the the actual tiers themselves are are again it's what we knew they would be they're pretty straightforward um naming the naming ain't aside. straightforward it's ridiculous playstation plus essential playstation plus extra playstation plus premium but maybe you can't get playstation plus premium and you can only get playstation plus deluxe like do we really need to differentiate into four tiers 
I don't think we did. Yeah, and it's it's not really four tiers. It's three point five tiers. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it's a it's a different price point for PlayStation Plus Deluxe because you don't get the streaming stuff. So it is sort right. of a fourth tier. It's like in between so, the two and three. So you're doing you're doing exactly what I said. I want to read the tiers before we provide commentary. You're talking. You've named all of them already. No one knows what any of them are. Just give me a second here, Steve. Okay. All right, go, pump, go, your, go. pump your brakes. I know. I know you want to yell at PlayStation. Give me a second, okay? So the first one, we got PlayStation Plus Essential. That is the base tier. This is provides the same benefits that you're already getting if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. So Although, it's two monthly downloadable games. What? It doesn't mention PlayStation Plus Collection, though. And I don't know if that's going. Like, it's not on the list, right? Steve, that's a whole other thing. You got to let me. I got a, I got a cadence here. And you're, step, you're stepping on my... You got to let me lead, buddy. Okay? We're, this is a dance. Let me lead. Okay? So, Yes. We yeah you you got that one out there the PlayStation Plus collection as it stands there's been no word on what happens post this change mm-hmm. anything else you want to throw out before I read what's in the tiers Steve go for it go for the essential tiers okay but you were saying it's Great. everything you get currently and you don't get and currently you get PlayStation Plus collection that ain't Steve, in this it literally okay but saying that we don't know if that's included is not. Like, literally, from the PlayStation blog, it says, provides the same benefits that PlayStation Plus members are getting today. So, just to be clear, <laughs> that is the expectation, correct? So, we don't know what that means for the collection. We'll see what happens with that. Anyway, so what that means is your two monthly downloadable games, your exclusive discounts, cloud storage, online multiplayer access, and there are um, no changes for existing PlayStation Plus members in this tier is what it says here on the blog. So price for that is the same as it currently is, right? So whatever, like in the States, it's $60 a year, uh, $25 quarterly, $9.99 a month, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to stay the same. So effectively, wherever you have PlayStation Plus, it's going to remain the same features and pricing wise. So then PlayStation Plus Extra is our second tier. It says it uh, provides all the same benefits from the essential tier, but then it adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. So price difference for that is, uh, and again, I'm just going to give the the US dollar equivalent. Um, It's an extra four everywhere. So I guess yeah, it's an basically. extra four quid, four dollars, four euros is an extra four. Yeah, it's it's fifteen a month, right? For the states, it's forty dollars quarterly. It's a hundred dollars a year. So for the yearly, it's like in the neighborhood of like a thirty dollar increase, depending on you know where, where your market is, um, which I think is actually a pretty good deal. So then, I, yeah, PlayStation I think Plus- I actually think that's a really good deal, to be honest. And the fact that they yeah, still- and we'll, and we'll- they give like the yearly discount, which I don't think anyone else is doing, is is actually a, a, a really good positive. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty good deal. And we'll we'll talk about our thoughts on that and everything and what tiers we can envision ourselves getting in a minute here. Uh, so then there's the premium, which adds again all of the benefits of the previous tiers, adds an additional up to three hundred and forty games, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming. A catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the PlayStation, PS2, and PSP. 
And then cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers in markets where PlayStation Now is currently unavailable. Customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PC. So that's interesting, too, that you'll be able to use PC for streaming these games. That's always that's been a, the case, though. Like P- P- PS Now was, I think, launched on PC in like 2018. Something that really, like that. I didn't realize yeah. PS9 was on PC. PS9 as well. has been, okay. been around for a while, so it's, it's literally just the every brand in the PlayStation Now service, which is why it's only available in the markets where PlayStation right. Now is. So the price differential here is eighteen dollars a month, fifty dollars a quarter, one hundred and twenty dollars a year. Oh, and then I'm sorry, there's one other thing, and there, there'll also be time limited game trials will also be offered on this tier. So that's very similar to Nintendo's uh, current demo system where it'll be timed you'll know that there's certain dates where you can play a game for free yeah you don't know if, how long or if there will be limitations but yeah game pass ultimate does the same thing they have the uh the weekend free play things thing you can do this on xbox mm-hmm. live gold you get the free play weekends and they also have ea play obviously included with the game pass ultimate which i think allows you to play any ea play any ea game for like eight hours before you can before you can just buy it um, even like the brand new ones that you would usually need to buy. Very nice. Uh, and then there is the PlayStation Plus Deluxe tier for select markets, and this is the the this is where that wrinkle that Steve brought up comes in, right? Where it's if you're in a market that doesn't support cloud streaming, Deluxe will be offered at a lower price than the premium tier, and it'll include the catalog of classic games from PlayStation, PS2, and PSP for download, as well as game trials. So essentially, this is the exact same tier as the third tier. You just won't have the PS3 cloud uh, options. You won't have any of the streaming. Which which I'll be honest, is the tier I would want, because the cloud streaming shit I've tried on PlayStation Now does not work for me and my internet connection. It does not function. I would much rather be able to play the whole collection, PS1, PS2, PSP games, download them all without having to pay that premium to get the cloud streaming stuff that I'm never going yeah. to use. Agreed. Uh, I That is the thing that I am that I find to be the most frustrating. Is I And, and again, we can talk about the value of everything um, in a second here, but I, I, I think that last tier is tough for me to justify. I think it's going to have to have a really stellar lineup for me to want to shell out the money to have access to those titles when I know that, at least for the PS3 stuff, I'm not going to touch because game streaming is just not there yet, you know? Um, And I have good internet, and it's it's just not... It's not an optimal way to play those games, you know? Yeah. Um, And I'm not going to pay for a suboptimal way to experience a game. It's It's just not worth it. It's really disappointing that... We know that there are emulators, other community emulators that run on something like a Steam Deck. There's no way Sony can in-house build something great that runs on the PlayStation 5 hardware. Xbox has done the same thing. You can play original Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X games on your latest Xbox. It would have been nice for them to, to slowly like chip away, bring the big ones over. I understand there's going to be a process... But say that they're working on it and being like, oh, we've brought over some of the, you know, the gems from that era that haven't had remasters on PS4 or PS5. And you can download those. But the whole collection's available via cloud streaming. Yeah, I think I think in reality, 
<clears throat> there's a very there's a very obvious reason why that's not been done, right? It's cost prohibitive. You know, um, Sony invested a lot of money to acquire Gaikai going into the PS4 generation. And that's the solution that they chose, right? Was like cloud is going to be how we deliver these games, right? And we know the PS3's um, cell architecture was famously very weird and difficult. And it's it's not standard, right? And like, it's not to say that emulation can't be done. They could absolutely figure it out. It's just a matter of, is it, do they see it as worth investing the resources to create a PS3 emulator that runs natively on the PS5? And I think the clear answer is no. You know, they, they don't think it's worth it because, and for a myriad of reasons, right? Like, you made the Xbox comparison. That took years of development and investment cost. And then you can see the other whole thing, right? Is that, like, Xbox now, like, the investment made there was to be able to treat those old games as new software again, right? Because if you don't get, own yeah. any of those old games, you can buy them on the current Xbox store and they were like they go through cert again they get you know they they basically go through the process of being added to the store as if it was a new piece of software and that's not without considerable cost right like go like creating that system and going through all that those steps and i think playstation just doesn't think it's worth it you know they you know which, and, is, a, and which granted, is a real shame i could understand not thinking that because you don't want to support used old games that people are buying for 99 cents or whatever and it's pointless for them I understand that. But when you're creating a service that you're trying to charge $15 a month for, or sorry, $18 a month for in the for like the premium tier, why is that not worth the investment? I mean, that's a lot of money that you're asking people to to stump up there. Yeah. And and I think putting that investment in to allow people to download them, therefore you could cater for markets where you can't currently even launch that in. Like how many markets are there? Like it's there's they can list the markets where PlayStation Now is available, it's like 15. It's like 15 countries, 15, 20 countries. Yeah. That's it. So they're, they're leaving tons of customers just unable to play PS3 games entirely. Yeah, but it becomes that question, right, of like, okay, is this is this a thing people actually want or is it a thing that they just want the option for, right? Because like, that's a big part of this, right, is like I think if Sony had the data to support, like, oh, yeah, like people are really going and playing these old games again like they might feel more incentive to do it and maybe they, i don't know i don't know you know it's like and again right they've already invested in technology that allowed this to happen it was the guy kayaks acquisition right like to then be like oh yeah okay like that didn't work out let's just eat that cost and we'll come up with this anyway and we'll do nothing with the streaming technology that we spent all this money for it's like i i I'm not saying that I'm uh, like empathetic to the the problem because I obviously agree with you. I think they should just invest the money and figure it out and put this to bed already and have it solved move for you know the future. Um, but I think there are market realities to why they're not, and I think that like when it comes down to it, like when it comes to playing old games, playing retro games, I think people like. The idea of having the ability to play old games a lot more than they actually want to play. Maybe, old games. but like that's and I, the I whole mean point that, of like, that top tier, in right? Mass, like but as like, a mass market. Yeah, I can understand, but that's the whole point of that top tier. It's for the hardcore. It's you really want to play these old games that you've got nostalgia for, and they've already put, they've already made an emulator for PS One, PS Two, and PSP. You can download all of those games, no issue. 
The PS3, now we know, yeah, it poses some problems. It's obviously the most demanding of the consoles, of the older consoles. But the community did it without any of the like internal knowledge that Sony has. They could do it. It really obviously does just come down yeah, to a it's, cost. Yeah, it's definitely not a matter of can or can't. They can do it. They could do it if they wanted to. But it would take years of development and investment that they seemingly are not willing to make. Mm-hmm. And... I don't really see that changing anytime soon. I think it's more likely that cloud streaming will be good enough that we don't care about it anymore in a couple of years rather than them actually taking the time to I solve I hope that problem. is the case. I really do hope that is the case. Uh, but it's so strange. Like, you, There's even like another condition on here that PC streaming is not available in Japan. And only Japan, out of all of their markets, you can't stream PlayStation games on PC in Japan. I don't I know if that's why. like a regulatory thing or if they just never launched it there. Could be an inter- it could be an infrastructure issue. Like I I, yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. But it's really weird. It's really weird. There's like so many so many conditions. I just think the whole like taking that out of the picture, right? I just think the tiers are so confusing. They'd have been way better doing what you suggested on on Twitter, which was exactly what Microsoft used to have. You used to have Xbox Live Silver and Xbox Live Gold, and you knew the difference between them because gold is better than silver. I I don't know if extra is better than deluxe or premium. Yeah, it's just a it's just a bad naming convention. Like it, it very much reminds me of like the Series S Series X thing where it's oh, like Oh, that's terrible as well, yeah. I like I get it. I get why you did this, but it's bad. It's a bad naming convention because it's confusing. Right. Like I don't I don't like I was just looking at this list and I already don't remember which one is which. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, like we've been looking at it, researching it, figuring it all out. If you're just the average person, it's just like, oh, I want to stream some PlayStation 4 or 5 games or which tiers you need. Well, you need PlayStation Plus Extra because that's the one you want. I'll say this, though. That said, I think the reaction to it is way overblown. Like. you really think that, like, when you go to buy this, they're not going to have a description of what they are? Like, do you really need to know the fucking name? Like, oh yeah, but, like, yeah. But I just think it's a horrible branding. I think they'd be better is. off just ditching PlayStation Plus and saying PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Extra, PlayStation Premium. It just—it's such a mouthful. I guess most people just call it PS Plus rather than PlayStation Plus, but PlayStation's PlayStation. So that's they, the thing is, I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, PS Plus Essential. Like, that's no one's going to use these names. It's going to be, yeah. oh, I have PS Plus. Oh, what tier are you on? Three. Yeah. You know? For, me, for my money, though, the the tier I would, I would go for that I think the majority of people will go for is the extra tier, which is you get the PS4 and PS5 games. And I think that's what most people care about. It's coming yeah. in, not playing those really old games. And maybe I'll dip into that every now and again, and I'll upgrade for a month because I'm in the mood to go back and play some of those older games. I'll play them for a month or two, and then I'll probably downgrade again. But for the I most part... I definitely won't do that because I'm, I'm buying this annually. Like, I, oh, I, frankly, yeah. I, I think not buying this annually is like you're, it's a mistake. Um, oh, I, I, think... I, I, I've never used my PlayStation, really. Like, if if the majority of these games are games I've already played, which they likely are because they're not the newer games, it's really just like an extension of what the PlayStation Plus collection was, which was the best games on PlayStation, and they're just expanding that out from, like, a collection of 40 to 400. But I know, like, for... I mean, for which is a lot. Horizon Forbidden West isn't going to be there. Gran Turismo 7 is not going to be there. All of the games I want to play on PS5 aren't going to be there. I'm going to be waiting six, 12 months before they are there. And when they are there, then that's when I'll go, right, I'll pick it up for a month and then I'll play it and then I'll cancel again. 
I, to me, I just I can't see buying that way. Like I've never thought that made sense because it's like to me, it's like and, and I'm going to say this. I said this in the discord. I said it on Twitter. This is a privileged position, right? I have money to burn on video games. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But $60 for PS plus for the year, I've always thought was a good deal because the I the in my experience anyway. The likelihood is that I'll get at least a few games that I wanted to play in the year on PS Plus for free. How often do you actually play them or do they just go in the backlog and you just forget about them? Because that's what I was used to do with them. It was just... It it really depends. Because, like, there's something like Fall Guys when that came, like, day and date, right? Like, I played that. Oh, yeah, that was a real moment. And I think the PlayStation... Plus, day and date thing was a, was the reason that game succeeded so much when it when it mm-hmm. first launched. Totally, and like you know, there are other examples of that. Like you have your Rocket Leagues, and you know, like the games like that that come out and blow up on PS Plus. You're 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 bound to get one of those a year at least. I would say usually where it's like, oh, cool, this is like a hot new game, and it came out on PS Plus. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a lot of like random games that I would have never tried if they weren't on PS Plus. That's always nice. Sometimes it'll be an old game that I haven't gotten to yet. But like I want to get to at some point, like, you know, like I got, you know, like days gone or something like that, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I always wanted to play that. Never got around to it. Now it's on the backlog and I have the option to play it at some point. You know, it's like, will I? I don't know. Maybe not. But for me, it's like I'm getting all of these games added to my library for the cost of one game. Right. So to me, the gamble feels worth it, where it's like at some point this year, I'll get something out of it that's worthwhile or at the very least, I'm ready to jump online when I need it, whatever, whatever, right? So it's like, I kind of just take it as like a sunk cost of like, I'm investing in this ecosystem again for the year, right? No, I so totally get me, it. I do the same thing on Xbox, but Xbox is my primary system. PlayStation's right. very much, I use it for exclusives. And so if a game comes to Xbox that also comes to PlayStation, I'm picking it up on Xbox rather than picking it up on PlayStation. So I would rather have it there anyway. So I'd, I never subscribe to PlayStation Plus. I'm on a PlayStation Plus for about four years. And I, I don't miss it. The only thing I miss, and- cloud save backups. And I hate that it's locked behind a paywall on both the PlayStation and the Switch. I think it's scandalous that you have to pay for that. And I mean, like, that's another thing, right? Like, I take advantage of those. Like, I right now I'm not anymore because I only have my PS5. But I used to be a multi-PS4 household. So, like... I had my PlayStation downstairs, or I had my PS Pro downstairs. I had my PS4 upstairs. If I wanted to move stuff back and forth, very convenient. When I was transferring games from PS4 to PS5, the cloud save feature was very convenient. So for me, it's like, yeah, that's an investment I'll take Mm -hmm. every time. And I'm sure it'll pay for itself within the year. And if it doesn't, it'll come close, right? Like if it costs me, if I get a $20 game from it that I would have bought and I play it for free... Then it's like, well, I spent $40 on it for the year then, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't feel so bad. That's the way I justify it to myself. So with this, though, right, the addition on the second tier of, of bringing it up from 60 to to $100 for the year, it's the same equation for me where I'm like, I can justify this. I'm already spending $60 on it, right? That's already like a sunk cost in my mind. I've been locked in on this annually since I bought the PS4. I don't have any plans of canceling my PS Plus subscription. I let it roll. So if I put it at $100, right, all I need to do is get $40 worth of value out of it for the year for it to break even. And if I get any more than that, 
it's paying for itself and then some, right? So in my mind, this is another thing from the blog post. They said, oops, excuse me. At launch, we plan to include titles such as Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal. On that list, there are three games that I've wanted to try that cost 60 or $70 brand new, right? So if I even just touch those games... Which games? Right? If I, like if, Death Stranding and Spider-Man. Death Stranding, Mortal Kombat, and Returnal are all games that I wanted okay. to try. Isn't Death Stranding in the PlayStation Plus collection anyway? But not the director's cut? Like no, the I don't think so. PS4 version? I don't believe so. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, it's, Returnal, it's good. It's like really cool. Returnal like, definitely I, isn't. Yeah, I right? wanted and to that was play a Returnal. Game we both expressed interest in wanting to try, but didn't want to spend $70 on it because we weren't sure if we'd like it. That game is just as valuable to me this year as it was last year. Yeah. And if that's all I get out of this service, it's the like, it's paid for oh, itself. hey. You missed Returnal and like Kena Bridge of Spirits last year. Oh, you missed uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, you missed, um, you know, Death Stranding a couple years ago. Great. Here you go. Jump in, right? If it can maintain that cadence, even if they are six, eight, whatever months late, I play games late all the time. And if I could get them for free here rather than buying them on a sale, that pays for itself. I think that's a good deal. You know, I, I really don't, I don't think that's a bad, a bad deal at all. And I think if you're if you're a player like you, I could see being like, mm, I'm going to see what the list is like. I don't really need it. That's, right? how, that's how I'm going to be. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't have bought Miles Morales on disc because I still haven't played that game because I'm working through Sp- the original Spider-Man. Right. I probably would have just subscribed to this for like two months and played the games and then canceled and I would have, you know, it would have been fine. Uh, and maybe see, like, they would have hooked me in crazy, for a little though, bit longer. Because it's like, if you did it for two months, that's a third of the cost. For the year. Why not just get it for the year? If you know that you're going to play X number of games on it, where you're like, oh, okay, you know what? I would like to play Spider-Man and Miles Morales. I don't oh, know. That's probably a couple months. I, I, I think it's, I think it is genuinely just a, a psychological thing. It's how I struggle to spend 70 on a game, even though it's really not that much difference from 60. But my brain is just like, that's a lot. You know, it's like it's that mental barrier I need to get over of like, oh, 100 pounds in one hit. I have the inverse mentality. And I think it's why, like, I shop at like a BJ's, right? Where I'm like, oh, well, like, like just today, right? I went to BJ's and I spent like, I don't know, a hundred and something dollars on like eight items. Right. And it's like, fuck, that's an expensive trip for a few things. But it's like. Yeah, right. But like, yeah, there are like six hundred right? like, toilet rolls to go in the cupboard, and yeah, like I bought a thing of Q-tips, of, yeah. right? And it's three like five hundred <laughs> packs of them or whatever. It's like this will last me like years, probably, right? Like <laughs> literally. And to me, like that's an investment, right? And like that's how I justify expenditure like this. And that, I'm not to say that that's right. It's just how I think about it, right? Is like I know that I'm lazy and I don't like renewing things and I don't want to be like, do I want the games this month? Do I not want the games that month? And then if I unsubscribe and then I decide I want to play one of them, then I have to resubscribe and like all that shit. I'm like, no. To me, I'd rather spend the $100 and then at the end of the year be like, oh, I played one $70 game on this 
hey, I spent 30 bucks then on it for the whole year. That's worth it for the yeah. cloud saves and all the other quality of life things I got, you which, know? Which so, which is great. But like you say, that does that is very much like a position of privilege. I know a lot of people yeah. are just like juggling. Do I have Disney Plus or Netflix or Game Pass or what? which one do I have this month? And that's my entertainment for the month. And I think this additional value proposition where it's like you now get 400 games, it's a really good one. I, I really think the... I had to check the extra tier, the extra plan is the one to go for. I don't think $120 is a good value proposition for the older games and the, the game stream. And at least for me, like it I'm, depends on how many games it is. Like they said, it's like in the neighborhood of like 340, 340 but, but how many of those are streaming? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's Cause they don't all of the them. PS3 games or streaming games. And God knows how many that is. I presume that's the majority of them. Like, uh, I'll tell you what, if it's like a deep fucking bench of PS1, PS2, PSP games that you can download, 20 bucks additional, not so bad. But like, how deep is the bench? How many of them are games that I really want to play? What are like the really notable games that are missing, right? Like, what's one of the biggest games on the PS1? Final Fantasy VII. Is that going to be there? Are the Grand Theft Auto games going to be there? Probably not. Probably not, right? Like... Any of these games that get packaged and rebundled. Crash Bandicoot's going to be there because it's owned by Activision. Spyro. Like, right? are, like these are all games about, you could about, buy. They're about to you be could buy those Microsoft. It's, you know, are they going to really be on Microsoft? And like, maybe, I don't know. It's it's tough to say. Like, maybe. Because like, those are, those are things you could buy on the PSP store and the PS Vita store. So like, they exist. Like, it, I don't know. It, it could be that you simple. can't just buy these games piecemeal. Like I don't think they've announced that we can do that alongside this. No. It's you subscribe, you get them all. I can't just go. Oh, I want to play that one PS1 game or that one PS2 game. Like I remember on the PS3, I used to be able to put PS1 discs in it, and it would read them and play them, and it was great. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, and I've still got those PS1 discs at my parents' house that I just can't use them, and I, I hate that because they are playable because I can play them on this new service. So you could allow me to do it, but it's locked behind the paywall. But I think this is a net positive. It's clearly not game, a Game Pass competitor. I don't think it it comes close to to Game Pass's value proposition for for me at least. Game Pass is nine ninety nine a month without uh, gold, and if you want like the premium ultimate with everything, you get EA Play chucked in. You get downloadable games on PC as well as streaming on mobile and basically anywhere browser on the planet. And obviously the day one releases. But I don't think that matters because this is PlayStation and they have a, a supremely larger player base and and, the, and they haven't been catered for. And now, finally, we're getting a big catalogue of, of games that you can subscribe to. I'm glad you brought this up, Steve, because one, Daniel Ahmed on Twitter, great Twitter follow. Uh, he's a games industry analyst. Uh, had a little thread about this that I thought was interesting because I think as much as the comparisons to Game Pass are inevitable, I don't think that they're interesting or valid because, sure, yeah, I definitely agree that Game Pass is a better value as of right now based on what we know, right? Um, That doesn't mean that this service can't change. That doesn't mean we might not feel differently about it when we know what the games are. Who knows? That said... I think it's pretty unlikely that this competes with Game Pass, but I don't think PlayStation wants to compete with Game Pass in a one-to-one way, right? 
Sony doesn't have a desire to put their games out on the service day and date. They've expressed that. They've confirmed that. I don't think that that really matters that much, right? Because at True, the end of the day... True, but like Imran Khan did make a really good tweet. I don't know if you saw Imran Khan over at Fanbyte. He was saying um, uh, it's a little bit awkward when you... All you talk about is what your service isn't rather than what your service is offering. And like every mm. single headline is like... It's not a Game Pass competitor. It's not going to be day and date games. And it's not really talking about like what it is offering, which is this service offers 400 new games that you can just play. And like that's the yeah. headline everyone's running with. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think that speaks more to like... The press, probably. I think that speaks... What's that? That's more the press and public perception and a marketing thing that Sony needs to overcome, I think. Right, but I think that's the thing. This is like a great example of what we talked about on the gamer problems episode last week is like, yeah, that's what like fucking dorks who write for video game websites and have podcasts and stuff think about and say about it. Right. But like, and I, presumably there are a lot indi- of- and presumably industry analysts and presumably investors, which they undoubtedly will care about. Like, I don't think we've really seen a market reaction to this yet. And I imagine we will when Sony report numbers on it. And I think this is going to sell like hotcakes. I think people that yeah, people are going to pay like an thing. extra five dollars is just a no brainer. It's just like, yeah. How sure. many people are there that will do that that don't even know what Game Pass is? And it doesn't matter because they don't own an Xbox or a PC and they're never going to. Right. Like we've talked a lot about how. Sing the praises of of Game Pass all day. I do all the time. I still think it's the best deal in gaming. That said, PlayStation's brand is stronger, right? Like, more people buy and play on PlayStation, even though Xbox has this great service and, you know, in many ways maybe is a better value. But it's like, so what, right? Like, PlayStation has the cachet. And for a long time, PS, you know, the PS Plus and PS Now offerings made more than Game Pass, Right. So for Sony, like I so I want to pull it to Daniel Ahmed's thread here because I think that it's the comparison between Game Pass is inevitable. But I don't think that's like I don't think that's what Sony's goal is here. And I don't think that it matters that much if there's a narrative that, oh, it's not as good as Game Pass. It's like, okay, but how much money is it making? Right. Because that's what Sony cares about. Right. The narrative be damned. People can say that it's a bad service all day, but if it's making them money hand over fist, they're not going to care. Right. And I think that's the thing. So to pull from Daniel here, as noted previously, Sony's new PlayStation Plus service aims to combine PS Plus and PS Now into one service, adding additional value through a tiered approach. PS Plus and PS Now were previously priced $120 a year. The highest tier of the new service is also $120 a year with additional perks. While a lot of comparisons in the past touted this as an Xbox Game Pass competitor, and those comparisons will continue to happen naturally so, it's worth noting that Sony isn't looking to compete one-to-one. It's more about simplifying and offering its offering to drive financial growth. Sony has over 50 million subscriptions across its PlayStation business, but 95% are on PS Plus and 5% are on PS Now. The simple fact is that PS Now never had the same appeal or adoption as PS Plus. This simplification provides a more streamlined offering with certain perks that weren't there before. We went through all those. We don't need to read through them. Uh, For someone that isn't a subscriber of PS Now, this opens up a ton more options that are easy to move via the tiered approach. For someone that was a PS Now subscriber, in addition to PS Plus, there are now cheaper options, download only, or additional uh, back catalog games slash perks. So then, the goal for Sony here isn't necessarily to grow its subscription numbers significantly. Growth will continue over time. 
it's more about giving people a reason to move up a tier or two when previously PS Now didn't appeal to them much. It's essentially, increased spend per user, which is exactly what I just talked about doing myself. They're yeah. going to get that additional $40 for me a year. And a lot of people will happily make that trade for the same reason that I am of like, I'm sure I'll play one game on this year to justify that $40 spend, right? So then here... Daniel says, what does that look like in practice? Sony PlayStation, Sony's PlayStation subscription business is around $3.7 billion per year as of uh, 2021. Even if it gains zero subscribers in the next year, that number is still increasing as a result of a subset uh, moving up tiers. And I think that's the thing, right? Is mm-hmm. This is still a console-centric approach, right? This is not them trying to do Xboxes. We don't care where you play. Play anywhere. Play on PC. That, that play on mobile. Like, kind of does seem a little bit like it, though. Like, the it's not, is, though. Is like, it has the PC, PC element. I, but yeah, to your I think point, PS Now is already on PC, right? Yeah. But it's so. bound to expand, though. Like We know Jim Ryan wants to get on more devices, and that's got to be mobile. That's got to be their motivation and their end goal. They've got sure. nothing over there right now. Um, and with, with Microsoft buying uh, King... They've got a huge mobile developer and a huge mobile presence. I think I think Sony needs something there, but this is the same play that Nintendo pulled with the expansion pack. It's only just it's just a much better value to the consumer deal, than the yeah. expansion pack was. Um, N sixty four games was and some Mega Drive games was not really that great of a, a deal versus four hundred PS four and PS five games. I'm curious, though, why didn't you subscribe to PlayStation Now if you felt like you would have got value for money out of it? Because presumably it's going to be the exact same library and the exact same catalog from what Daniel's saying there. It... So a couple of reasons. For starters, this is cheaper, right? I didn't think it was worth paying for PS Now and PS Plus. So that was always cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any interest in the in the streaming services, which is the vast majority of the content yeah. on PS Now. And that was now, always my concern with it. And I think I think they had a real issue with with marketing again, where no one knew that it wasn't just streaming. Like they did that shift in the PS4, like I think it must have been about 2018, 19, where you could then Yeah, where a lot of them, of them became downloadable. Yeah. But, I think at that point, a ton of people had already checked out on PS3 and PS4 and they were just like, I oh, know this streaming shit don't work. I don't I don't care about this. This is crap. And they never went back to it. And yep. that's really why they need to get rid of that PS Now service and the confusion and the fact that on the PS5, it's two whole separate libraries and you have to like shift between tabs, between PlayStation Plus, you, what you've got downloaded, and then the PS Now collection. Now it'll just be, oh, I want to download all of these. They go on my library and I can play them. And I've either got a subscription or I don't. And it's a lot more seamless for the user. And that's the other part of it, right? Is that like, even once they added the download stuff, it was like, well, I already am not in on this. And it feels like it's too expensive for what's being offered. So uh, no thanks, right? Whereas this, it's like asking me to spend $40 more for something that is going to expand the service I'm already a part of it's a better it's a better value proposition right like it just is it just works better it's simpler it's not me having to juggle these multiple things and having to go back and forth and oh is this here is this there like all of that right all of those were I think for me PS now is a thing of a death by a thousand cuts it's the kind of thing that I would normally go in for but the launch was messy the library wasn't there the streaming stuff was not viable, right? Like, 
by the time they got their house in order, I, it's already in the rear view for me, right? And there was never a, a, an attempt to be like, no, 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 no. Here's why you need to get it. Here's here's why it's valuable. Here's why you should grab it, right? Yeah, like if they'd have put Miles Morales and stuff on there, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll give PS Now a go. But it was always just like really old games that I was just like, I've played this or I don't care about it. And the PS Plus collection had the big ones that anyone cared about anyway. Like you could go and play God (laughs) of War and Uncharted and Persona 5 for free out of that collection without even needing to subscribe to PlayStation Now. It was just like, why does this even exist? And then PS Now would also pull the shit where it would be like, oh, like God of War is coming or like... uh the Last of Us Part Two is coming, and then like it's gone in like a few months, and it's like what the fuck? Like why like, would you I own that game? Why why you can't? Really yeah, like why are you taking service, it off the yeah. service? Like that makes no sense. And like this doesn't feel like that, right? Like this feels like they are moving more towards being like eventually our software will move onto the service and yeah, you'll be you able know, to get the library. It, it feels like when uh, film's in the cinema and you know it's in the cinema for a little bit, so you buy your tickets and you go and you spend like $20 to go to the cinema and have your popcorn and stuff. And then three months, six months later, you know it's coming to, to Blu-ray or to Disney Plus or to Netflix yeah. or whatever. It feels like that. And I think it's probably going to be a year based on what they're, what they're saying with Return and with Miles Morales. Maybe 18 months, we, I could see see them going with that. But I think a year seems like a good period of time to say, you can buy the game if you want it, you want to be in the, the zeitgeist at the time and in the moment of talking about like Horizon Forbidden West or uh, the new God of War, you can play it for a year. And then I think that's when they go, now it's coming to um, the new service and maybe PC at the same time. Like we give it a year, it's no longer exclusive, it's on PlayStation Plus and it's on PC. Because it's going to be on PC anyway with PlayStation now streaming, so why not just chuck it on Steam and let people who want to pay $60 for it again pay you $60? Yeah, and I think as long as it works that way, I'll ultimately be happy with the service. I think if it is a constant thing where it's like, oh, Returnal's here for like six months and then it's gone, like I could I'll see myself really unsubscribing. That. I'll and, just and, be like, and, this is... This is ridiculous because I never get to finish the game. Imagine if Elden Ring was on it for like two months. No one would have finished the thing. And it was like, he's gone. And you feel like then buy it. Yeah. And and like, to be fair, if it does operate that way, but they give you a similar Game Pass thing where it's like, okay, it's leaving. You have to buy it. But it's like really discounted. Like, I could see that for that third could, party games. That could be okay. Because Persona 5 is uh, leaving the PlayStation Plus collection and they've given everyone 30 days notice. You get the PlayStation Plus discount with it anyway. So that's going. Um, whether well, it comes can you to download Deluxe. it and then keep it, though, even after the yes, fact? Yes, you can I feel like, from the PlayStation yeah. Plus collection, yeah. But that obviously won't be the case with these extra games. Right. Um, you won't be but able to keep them. The thing is, right, if if it does work that way, at least with Sony stuff, I think I think it'll be a good enough value proposition. Yeah, like, Sony stuff is the only stuff they I put out, care about. And they put out too many games for you to get to all of them in the year for the most part, right? Like, if you are somebody who plays on multiple platforms, like, right, I pay a lot of attention to PlayStation's exclusives. I love PlayStation's exclusives. There are two really big ones that I didn't touch last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it can keep at a pace like that, where, like, every year there's one or two big games that you missed last year that come to it, I think that'll that'll justify its itself, especially um, if they come around the summer months. Because like, I really that's where I need. I really want it to be like Disney Plus for them, right? Where it's to your point where it's like, okay, like 
like this is where all the PlayStation stuff lives now, right? And like you buy it when it's brand new. If you want to be in the zeitgeist and you want to be there day one and you want collector's edition and all that stuff. And then after a certain indeterminate amount of time, it comes to the PlayStation Plus service and it lives there forever. And as long as you're locked in at that second tier, paying them $100 a year, you get access to the library, right? Like, I think that's all it needs to do to be successful, truly. Um, yeah, and you still get the discounts, right, with the PlayStation Plus Essential plan anyway. So yeah, you, uh, it, it would be nice to see them discounting the digital versions of their own games that are launching day one. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like, you know, it would be nice to give everyone that's paying you $120 a year a fiver off of the premium games that they're giving you an additional $70 for. But That would add up too, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if all those games cost like 65 instead of 70 you're like, oh, okay, like... But like, you, that would something. be probably enough to bump me up to that top tier, right? Because I'd be like, oh, I'm getting a bigger subscription, like discount. I'm getting all of these extra games. Maybe I'll play a couple of them. I might dabble in the streaming and give it a go if I'm randomly somewhere with good internet. Um, but it's unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think this service ultimately will be successful. I think it'll have something to offer a lot of gamers, especially PlayStation Hardcore you know, I we'll see. We'll see where it goes, right? We'll see whether Sony's interested in continuing to grow it and play ball and try to make it more attractive, or if they feel confident enough in their offerings that like they don't need they don't feel the need to chase what, what Xbox is doing with Game Pass, because ultimately that's not the business that they're in, right? Um although if they weren't interested in being in that business, they wouldn't have done this. Right. No, that is yeah, that is true. Um, a part of me thinks that this is this is just a streamlining for them, right? They wanted the PS Now thing, and it's they're merging the two, and it does make a lot of sense. Um, I, and I presume this all still works. I because I'm not very PlayStation centric. I presume it works the same way as Game Pass does, where you get the base game, but you still got to pay for the DLC, and you still got to pay for like subscriptions and things like that. Yeah, no word on that, but I would assume. Like if I get Returnal, I'm probably not going to get like the Returnal DLC if that's paid for, or I can imagine that you, that's an additional we'll cost that they're getting out of you as well. Because that's how it works on Game Pass, right? You get Forza Horizon 5, but if you want the car packs, or you want the coins, or you want this, or you want that, you've got to pay for them. Um, right. And we know they've got a bunch of live service games on the way, which undoubtedly will have microtransactions and things in as well. Maybe some of those are dedicated subscriptions, like Elder Scrolls Online has a dedicated subscription, uh, which is obviously a Microsoft property. Fallout 76 has a dedicated Fallout 76 uh, subscription that you could pay monthly Maybe they for. bundle that in at some point where it's Would like cool. at the higher tier. Well, you, you could know, do you that with get... the Destiny. Like they've, they've bought Bungie. Maybe if Destiny launches like a monthly subscription service, you get that, or you get the Destiny DLC included in in the top tier, or is that maybe that's one of the game trials you get? There's a lot they could do to expand the value proposition if, as they they expand their games. And I can imagine like if pay, if you get PlayStation VR two, maybe some of the games you get monthly it grows. I, I'm sure you used to get more than two games a month. I'm sure they sometimes give you like three or four games a month. They do. It's You're guaranteed two games a month. Right, okay. Because I remember yeah. claiming some VR games and I'm like, I don't even own VR, but I'm just going to click. No. I'll just have it. Yeah, yeah. They, they do that plenty of times. Like this month, it's three games. So. Okay. You know. Um, it's just, you're guaranteed two. 
That's so fair. one thing I do want to th- touch on though is the fact that they've just done the Vita dirty again, like completely just washed over the fact that that console existed. It's just like you get all these great games from all it's of our old platforms. It's because there's like literally 15 Come games on, on the Vita just do that it. are just give me the 15 games that are really good. But most exclusive. of them you don't even want to play. Is the thing I there's do like want to three play games them. left. No, you don't. Like, no, you Tearaway don't. Tearaway is fantastic. Persona 4 Golden, fantastic. You can't play that on, on PlayStation. It's on Steam. But you ain't going to be able to play Persona 4 Golden on PlayStation. Right. I'm not saying that there are no exclusive games that you would want to play. But it's like, I'm telling you, man. Like, a lot of these games are fucking nonsense, right? Like, Uncharted it's like... Golden Abyss. That is, that is golden. I liked that Okay, game. great. So you got that. You got... Persona 4 Golden. Uh, Tearaway. Which... I'd go for a little bit Planet Vita. Okay. K- Killzone, Killzone game on there is pretty good, but I know you don't like Killzone because you think it's a generic shooter. And the Resistance don't... game on there is pretty good as well. I don't think they are, dude. Like, I mean, the Killzone Mercenary has a 78 on Metacritic. Um, I liked it. Okay. What about the Resistance Just... game? Is it Fall of Man? No, it's Burning Skies. Burning Skies. And that has a 60 on Metacritic. Yeah, that one wasn't too good. So, I'm just saying, like, you named, like, four games. But there's, like, I think 15 you could probably... games. Put the effort to port the 15 games. Like, if, if that's what we're saying, it's 15 Vita games, fine. Do you know the one everyone really wants, Persona 4 Golden? Just get that out of there. Get it out of the shackles of the Vita and bring it it's to... It's on Steam Bring now. it to a home... Co- yeah, it's on Steam, but that, that doesn't help me with my PlayStation console <laughs> when I don't own a PC. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I would like to see those come, but I think the reason they didn't say it is because it would be a meme. People would be like, oh, all those Vita exclusives, great. <laughs> <laughs> that was... You know, that was the one era I, I always subscribed to PlayStation Plus. And again, I want to just say, this is no disrespect to the Vita. I have my Vita in my hand, Everyone audio was down listeners. Your throat instantly when you're like, Everybody yeah, was got yelling like at me. Games. And it's because it's true. I pulled up the Wikipedia list. It's like it's like legit 30 games, and a bunch of them 81, are games nobody actually. would want to play. It's 81 exclusive games. And some of those have only recently changed, right? Because like Danganronpa only came to other consoles two months ago, something like that. No, that's not even true. It came to PS4 like Four years ago, I think. I'm sure the Danganronpa collection. Y'all, y'all just love came to out. come at me about stuff that you have no idea. Like no idea. Let's you see. When did this PlayStation come to Vita pets? You don't want that. Like, of course you do. Let's see. When did it come to PS4? Reload. It came. In, it came in fucking like 2017. Oh, fine then. Yeah, forget that. 2018. It's like, come on. But. Say even if it's Uncharted like five Golden games. Abyss is, I think, probably the only actually good game on the Vita that you can't play anywhere else. Except for like, there's like Freedom Wars, which people and really Tearaway. love, but the Tearaway servers for that really don't good. exist anymore. Tearaway Isn't Tearaway really also on PS4 now? No. Because it used okay. a lot of the like Vita only controls, they would need to modify it. Like you had to push up the back of the console. Remember how you, on the Vita you could like move your fingers on the back? Like you would yeah. break through paper with your back fingers and like the fingers would come up on the screen. It was really cool. Okay. There's an expanded remake of the game called Tearaway Unfolded, which came on PS4. Oh, so fine yes, then. you can yeah, play no it problem. on another- no problem. Put Tearaway Unfolded in you the see, collection. This is the point I'm making, it. right? It's not against the Vita. It's just like there are not that many games on Vita what that need to against come. Uncharted Golden Abyss, then. 
Like, what is it? Is it just that it's not canon? We're just forgetting it. It is canon. That's the thing. (laughs) I think Naughty Dog is just like real fucking like bitter about it, that it exists. Because it's canon. They they acknowledge it like very, very briefly in the attic scene in Uncharted 4. There's like stuff from Golden Abyss in that room. And how many people have not played this? Like it cannot have sold many copies. It just can't have because they didn't sell many Vitas. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't know why they've never ported it. That seems insane. Like But it's really sad. Really sad. But yeah, that was the one time I subscribed to PlayStation Plus religiously because they had that cross save progression thing. Uh Like you could play a game on PS4, save it, and then pick it back up on your Vita if it had like the cross play stuff. I did that with Shovel Knight religiously. It was awesome. It was such a good feature. (laughs) Yeah. God, I love the Vita. Anyway. Uh, the last thing I'll say on this, and then we're going to jump, is I think I made this comparison on the Discord. And I think all you need to do is look at the current landscape of like video streaming apps to see how this can be fine, even if it's not as good as Game Pass, right? Like, Oh, yeah. HBO Max, how many, for example. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, like, I look, I look at my current landscape, right? Like, I have... And granted, I'm borrowing logins from a couple folks, but Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, right? Like all these things. And you might argue that one service is better than the other. It's a better value. It has more stuff you want to watch, but you still have more than one, right? Because there's things you want on both. That's all this needs to achieve. That's all. Yeah, this but like do. Amazon Prime's like the one everyone has because it's just like a, f- a you just freebie get it. that you, you get Amazon. it because you got Amazon Prime. It's just like, well, yeah, I want Prime, so but there's get plenty that of good stuff it. on there. Yeah, and there like, is. do I use it as much as Netflix? No, but what about Paramount you know? Plus? Because of course you subscribe to that to watch the the new Halo series, which is getting a, a rocking thirty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> You think they canceled season two of that yet or what? <laughs> I just think it's not looking good for your predictions, but well, hey They ho. immediately pull the plug and they're like, that's it, that's it, stop rating season two. Do you know what? I, I, I know you said that was the last thing and I know you've got a stream to get to. In I gotta minutes, go stream, Steve. But I'm curious as to whether the next thing on this is a family plan because there's a rumor that was leaked this week by uh, Windows Central, Jess Corden over on Windows Central, that Xbox are doing a family plan. And I think that's next. And it was just I was just prompted because you reminded me of sharing logins. And I think if you can do a family plan where it's like maybe another 50 quid a year on top, but you get like five accounts and you can share that with your friends and your family and stuff, that then makes it an incredible deal. And I think that's when a ton more people will bite. Yeah, I mean, anything you can do to shave... Like, even promotional deals, I think, will make this a lot more attractive. If you can get this on sale right on a Black Friday or something like that and save 20 bucks on your yearly subscription, yeah. that becomes a... Then you're spending 20 bucks for 400 additional games? That's a hell of a deal, right? So, yeah, and I think there's a was, lot of little things that you can do to make this more more attractive. I think it was Wackahoola over in the Discord as well, but I might be in, uh, incorrect on this, that um, you your current subscription, if you buy them... Gets like roll over. rolled up to like the the extra tier or something. Mm-hmm. So you can you can if like, it's PS if it's PS now. Okay, so if you get like thing. PS now for cheap now, then it will uh, transform into the PS yeah. Plus extra tier, which is probably worth doing if you already subscribed to PS now and you want to get some cards to upgrade. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to leave it there for the day. Thank you guys for joining us here on another episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast. If you want to write in to let us know what you think about the new and improved PS Now 
uh, sorry, not PS Now, PS Plus. Please write in in the myriad of ways that you can do that. Hit us up at questions at flipscreen.games. Come join the Discord and get in our weekly thread about the show. Or come follow us on Twitter and tweet at us. And we can, any of those ways, you can get your thoughts read. I want to know, do you think this is a good deal? Are you going to buy it? And if you do, which tier are you going to get? Those are my questions to you, the listener. So please, write in, let us know, and we'll catch you next week. Oh, sorry, flipscreen.games. That's where you can get all the plugs for the Patreon, the Twitch, everywhere else we are on the web. Flipscreen.games, that's our website. Go check it out. So, for this week of the Flipscreen Games podcast, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week. We'll be right back.